Hello, guys. Welcome to Heart, Mind, and Soul, the podcast. I'm your host, Camille Marty. We are doing weight loss part two this week. Last week, we did part one, and it, it went over really well. Everybody loved it. So this week, we're going to do what I do now and what I wish I would have known and answering your questions from the Instagram. So this is kind of a Q&A. Before we get into it, Really quickly, I'm going to tell you guys my journal prompt for today, and it's actually a challenge. So if you don't have a journal, you can still do this. But I challenge you to make a resolution for the end of the year. We're a little bit over halfway through the year, and I challenge you guys to do a resolution for December 31st, 2021, and write about it in your journal, write it down, put it in your notes, make sure to write it down somewhere. Today's a Monday if you're listening on a Monday, so start today, do resolution, and try to accomplish it by December 31st. You think like, oh no, I don't have the new year, but most people give up on their resolutions about halfway through the year anyways, so this is really helpful, I think, just not waiting for the end of the year. Okay, getting right into the episode. So where I left off, I was about 150 pounds, which is my goal weight. And since then, I started working out and making this a lifestyle. I have continued to lose about 5 to 10 pounds since then, which is, I want to say, February of this year. I hit my goal weight and I was ready. I have a receipt in my Instagram of what day it was that I actually hit 150 pounds. But that day, I still kind of chilled out on everything and was really excited to move on to just doing more workout stuff and making this more of a lifestyle. So the three things I do that I can tell you that will make you lose a significant amount of weight, and I don't mean like an extreme anything. I'm talking about these three things. If you do them, then you will probably lose upwards of 20 pounds if you were to do them consistently. Number one, drink water a lot of it, and only water. So if you make it, I do not drink anything but water. When I'm thirsty, I drink water. When I'm bored, I drink water. When I'm about to go to bed, I drink water. When I first wake up, I drink water. It is so helpful. Do not drink unsweet tea. Don't drink diet soda, nothing. Just drink water. Number two, do not eat after 10 p.m. I say don't eat after 10 p.m. because food is fuel. And you don't need fuel after 10 p.m. You should be getting ready for bed. You should be winding down, doing whatever you need to do, getting stuff done before bed. You're probably just bored if you say you're hungry. If you are hungry at 10 p.m., I would say go to bed or drink a ton of water before you go to bed. I usually used to work out around 10 o'clock at night, and then I'd finish my hour-long workout at 11, drink a bunch of water, take a shower, and I'd be out, like completely out dead on my bed at 11:30 and that was so incredibly helpful because not only was I not on my phone, I, mean, I was working out, so I wasn't texting or on Instagram or anything, so my brain was not stimulated by that, but I also drank water and I taken a shower from the workout and it was literally the best night routine ever because I was so tired that I would sleep really well. Number 3, pay attention to your dietary restrictions. I posted a reel about you're not having to be on a diet. And that's so true. The only reason that I did Whole30 as my diet is because I was uneducated and stuff like that. But still during the Whole30, I still kind of ate grains because grains don't affect me like that. It was really just cutting out a lot of meat and a lot of cheese 
because it just didn't sit right with my body. If you think that there's something that you typically eat that is not sitting well with you, if it's cheese, if it's bread, if it's red meat or any of that, pay attention to that because you can get bloated, you can get really tired, your body can be overworking itself for no reason, your metabolism rate can slow down. Your dietary restrictions to pay attention to them and even though you want mac and cheese, don't eat it. It's really important. I know everybody that's listening to this and knows me is probably laughing because I love mac and cheese and I love ice cream and I love all of those things that have cheese in it. But when I don't eat them, it makes me feel so much better than when I do because the minute I eat cheese, I have like extreme stomach pains and I'm bloated and I feel gross the rest of the day. Paying attention to your dietary restrictions affects bloating and bloating is very common with people and they might think that they're fat and ugly because they're bloating, but bloating is something that can be kind of avoided by things. I know a lot of fitness people talk about how bloating is like their main issue because they'll eat really healthy and work out and everything and they're still bloating. And I would say to that, it's definitely stress and lack of sleep. But bloating can be caused by lots of things. Unknown dietary restrictions, like we said, stress, lack of sleep, dehydration, lack of protein, excess sugar, over or under eating. So bloating is affected by a lot of those things. When I feel gross and bloated, it's usually because I've had cheese. And so to maintain that feeling of feeling good and feeling flexible and feeling you know fit, you need to make sure that you're getting your sleep, you're being distressed, and you're not eating things that you shouldn't be with your dietary restrictions. I say all these things and I don't actually do most of these things. I, When I'm doing really well with my fitness journey, I am. I'm just going to be transparent with you guys. I've not been doing very well with it the last couple of weeks just because I've been running around. I haven't gotten into a routine. I haven't prioritized it. And I can feel a significant difference in my body. I can feel like that I'm so much more tired, that I don't feel as productive, that I feel bloated all the time, things like that. So I say this stuff and kind of challenging myself to get back into this stuff. But once you get into it, it's a lot easier. But when you fall off of it or when you're not doing it, it feels so much harder to get back in. The last point that is something that will definitely help you lose weight is to not go out to eat. Do not eat fast foods at all. Even go out to eat in general. I mean, if you go out to eat and you're very careful about what you eat, and you're sitting down and you're eating at a place and you check the calories on stuff like that, that's really helpful. And you can still do that to enjoy it. But I really would not if I were you, just because the main, very important thing, the reason we don't actually have to be on a diet, the reason that paying attention to your dietary restrictions is so important is that your calo- your caloric intake is the... In- the number one thing that affects your weight loss. And I don't mean just picking a random number off the, you know, off the top of your head. Okay, well, now I'm going to eat 1,400 calories. No, that's not helpful. I mean, yes, it is helpful, but that's not going to give you your ideal results. If you go to, everybody listen, star this in your notes. If you go to your BMR on the internet, there's a BMR calculator and that's You just type in BMR or BMR calculator and you write your, I believe it's height, your gender, your weight, and how many times you work out per week. If it's none, then they'll still give you a number and they'll give you a number of how much your body naturally burns from just living its daily life. From you 
as a person, say you work out once a week. Okay, I work out once a week. I'm moderately active, whatever. I burn this much per week. And it's probably like 1,600 to 1,800 calories. I know that sounds like a lot if you have been giving yourself 1,200 calories every day. But 1,800 calories is around the average. I think mine is around 1,800 of things that I'd naturally burn just living life. And I can eat within 1,800 calories every single day. And that's a lot. Like when you break down, if you're eating low-calorie meals – so if I ate a 400-calorie breakfast, because I'm a breakfast gal, I love my smoothie bowls in the morning, I love my eggs, I love my berries, I love all of it. If I'm eating a 400-calorie breakfast, a 400-calorie lunch, a 400-calorie dinner, and eating snacks in between, that's like 1,600 calories. And then if you add 200 extra for dessert, boom, you're, you're good. Like that's a full meal. The problem is when you go out to eat, you get to eating around a thousand calories a meal because even Chick-fil-A is healthy and Chick-fil-A is like a good grilled chicken sandwich from there is, I want to say like 500 calories, which is not that bad, but a grilled chicken sandwich and a water, that sounds like a great meal. But once you add fries, it's a thousand calories because fries are like 400 calories each because fries are extremely, again, kind of a side note here. I did Whole30 and they let us eat potatoes on the diet, but I never ate potatoes because fries are like a 400 to 600 calorie side, which is an entire meal. Like when I think about that versus what I could eat at home for 400 to 600 calories is extremely different. That's why I just avoided fries. I never ate them. And that's super, super duper important because paying attention to your calories, things can be quote unquote healthy. Things can be quote unquote in the diet, like Adkins diet, you could technically quote unquote eat whatever meat you want. But the reason that Adkins diet works is because you're eating meat, which meat is typically, especially if it's a leaner meat, it's way less calories than a 600 calorie fry. So diets, the, the only thing that diets are doing for you, the only thing that every single diet does that includes juice cleanses, that includes keto, that includes, keto is a little bit different, but keto still does the same thing. That includes Whole30, that includes paleo. All of those things are doing the exact same thing for your body, which is making you be in a calorie deficit, making you eat less calorically heavy foods throughout your day in order to lose weight. So for Whole30, again, I keep using Whole30 because that's what I did, like we talked about in the first episode, so I just know everything about it, unfortunately. Whole30 had us take out cheese, which cheese is typically high in calories, bread, which bread is a huge, highly caloric thing, and it also had us take out sugar, which obviously sugars, that's a huge amount of food, like buttered bread, French toast, all of these things that you could think fries we could have, but we couldn't have pancakes with a ton of syrup on it we couldn't have ice cream we couldn't have all those things pizza you can't have any of that pasta it eradicates the high calorie foods and makes you only eat low calorie foods because of your dietary restrictions so you can eat whatever you want you can eat ice cream and still lose weight you can eat mac and cheese and still lose weight but be careful because a mac and cheese could be the same amount of calories as a really nice chicken, a nice veggie, a grain, that could be 300, 400 calories. 
and your mac and cheese is 600. So which one would you rather eat? Which one's going to be the most healthy, the most helpful for you to feel the best about yourself, to feel the most energized and full and satisfied and all those things that a meal should be. A meal should be satisfying, low calorie, fill you up. It should make you have energy. It should have lots of color on it. When I was also doing my diet, I typically stayed away from meat. I ate animal products about once a day, either it was eggs or one meat in a in a dinner or lunch. That wasn't part of the diet. But again, I was really trying to be aware of trying to eat a lot of fruits and veggies. I could go on forever. So again, recapping that, do not eat out. Eat within or around your BMR. You can eat a little bit over, but I would recommend not if you're really trying to stay in that calorie deficit. Drink five to eight glasses of water, avoid your dietary restrictions, and don't eat after 10 p.m. And continue to lose weight slowly but surely. Pay attention to your body, you know. Whenever you're working out, I think that my favorite thing about working out is that I'm very in tune with what I feel. When I go on a run and I've eaten burgers and fries and pizza and pasta all week, I feel significantly less energized and significantly more gross than when I've eaten balanced meals that week and that's really what I mean when I say feel best about yourself is not because you feel skinny and you feel good when you're skinny but I'm talking about when you try to push yourself to work out or when you try to do anything that requires your energy that might be better for you whenever you've been eating healthy actually I can guarantee you'll feel better about yourself when you've eaten a salad or not a salad with nothing on it because again it's a balance you have a, a plate of lettuce with some tomatoes and carrots on it, or you have fried chicken and green beans, both of those aren't going to give you enough energy to go about your day. You need something in the middle of that. You need your protein, your grains, you need your veggies, definitely veggies. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and get into the questions that you guys asked me. That's kind of just a couple of tips and tricks. If you want more, I definitely can give them to you, but I'm just going to get into the questions. First question is, how do you stay hydrated? Um, again, I drink a gallon of water a day. And when I did that, again, I don't do that now, but when I'm going to get into it, I drink a gallon of water a day and I would put lemon in it. I'd put fruit flavorings. I'd put strawberries. I'd make my own cucumber, lemon, mint water. That was really good. And I'd just put a huge thing of it in the fridge and I'd just drink out of it. That day, when I was bored, I'd drink water. When I was hungry, I made sure to drink water beforehand. When I was done eating, I made sure to drink water after that. It really helped me to not only stay hydrated, but to also stay in my calorie limit because most of the time when you think that you're hungry, you're really just thirsty. I've found that out. Like right now, I feel hungry, but I probably just need to go drink some water, which is true. So that's really helpful for me whenever I would replace snacks with water and then if I was still hungry after that, obviously get a snack, fill yourself up, but you'll feel better. You'll feel constantly full, which is a really nice feeling to have is to feel like always like there's something in your stomach, which I think is helpful for people, especially if they've dealt with eating disorders. You can get really used to having an empty stomach and that kind of just your comfort zone is having an empty stomach. When you combat that with having water in your stomach all the time, you can feel more able to eat, I guess. This is the opposite side of the spectrum, but for people who feel kind of nauseous or feel 
that they can't really eat very often. I think it's because we've got used to not having anything on our stomach and the thought of food makes us nauseous. I definitely experience that a lot when I'm dehydrated and when I'm just not been on the healthy grind. Number two question from the Instagram, how to deal with mess ups? Get back up and try again. One apple won't make you skinny and one piece of cake won't make you fat. When you miss a workout, it's okay. When you eat a huge plate of food because somebody you out to eat, when you go out to eat for a weekend, get back up and try again. Make sure you focus on your why and just do it. Another question is, what's an easy diet for someone with a busy schedule? I'd say probably Whole30. Just because keto, you still have to worry about getting your fat in and all of that for the day. Whole30 is just no wheat, cheese, and sugar. So you can customize it. You can make your meal preps. I did that a lot and I was really busy when I did Whole32. Again, it's not about the diet. It's about sticking to it. Also, intermediate fasting is really, really helpful because if you just eat your normal amount of calories, but you're really busy, so you feel stressed out and you feel like you need to snack a lot, waiting until 10 or 11 to eat and then not eating after 7 or 8 is really helpful for me just to make sure you're under that calorie limit. Is there any way to avoid, quote, loose skin with weight loss? I know I see on Instagram a lot of times when people lose weight that they have loose skin, and I think that's more of extreme cases. I know the girl that asked me this question, and so I'm not really sure with extremes, but I do know that when you work out and you're drinking a lot of water when you're losing weight, there should be no Loose skin, unless it's an extreme case, if you're losing 20 to 30, 40 pounds, I have no loose skin on my body from losing weight. But if you just do it in a very steady way, a lot of people also just go on extreme diets and all of that and lose weight really quickly. So I think that if you just lose one and a half to two pounds a week, drink your water, work out, you shouldn't have any loose skin. For extreme cases, I'm really not sure. I don't think it's an avoidable thing. Otherwise, I think that they would have done it. Um, also, just your self-care nights, moisturize, all the things, take care of your body. Okay, another question is, was it easy? And I also got, was it hard? So at first, absolutely so hard. It was so hard to break habits, but rebuilding new habits was super fun. And I found a lot of enjoyment in the process. I really enjoyed creating these new things, doing these new things that I've never thought that I was able to do and being like, wow, I did that. Like I actually did that. And I can't believe I enjoyed the process doing it. Building new habits was really fun. Breaking old habits is kind of hard. If anything, I struggled the most with the mindset of breaking out of that fad diet mindset. I try to break out of that and create a new healthy lifestyle mindset. That was the hardest for me. Another question is, what methods slash techniques impacted your weight loss the most, like food? Number one, making low calorie and filling meals. Super fun. And it's really fun to sit down and cook something up and calculate the calories and say, oh my gosh, that's 400 calories. That is a 400 calorie meal. That's humongous. And I could be at Chick-fil-A eating a small fry and that would have been this 400 calorie meal. And it's super rewarding. It's like the best thing ever. I love doing that. I love calculating my calories and just being like, I could have eaten a small mac and cheese and it would have been the same of this huge meal because it just, the calories means literally so much. It blew me away, honestly, every time. It is possible to have great low calorie meals and they're super satisfying. For the workouts, I would say I posted my workout stuff on Instagram. I did a little swipe thing on there. So there's some 
pictures of the workouts that I did. Most of them I did at home just because you're doing quarantine and I didn't have a gym membership when I first started out. And now that I work out, I I really do alternative things. I love running. A lot of people don't like running, but I just like honestly getting outside and breathing in fresh air and getting tan. And I love yoga. Again, like that's a luxury for me. Not everyone has a yoga studio around them, but I do lots of things that are out of the ordinary. I did this pound class, which it was drumsticks. It was like working out with drumsticks to a beat. Look it up. It's the most interesting things ever. But I've done little stuff like that. And I think that one of my favorite things about losing weight and trying to get strong is that I can do random things that I wouldn't think that I'd be able to do. I can hike a mountain if I wanted to. I feel physically able to do that, which before I didn't think so. I'd be like, oh, that's so exhausting. I don't even want to walk up steps, much less go on a hike. But now I love the idea of a hike and challenging myself in that way. So that's one of my favorite things. Another question is, how can I positively look at my progress without thinking it'll never happen? This question is kind of phrase weird, but I think you mean just how do you look at your progress and everything and not get obsessed over it and your results? And I think it's important to realize that any progress is good progress. There were days that I didn't want to weigh myself because I just had such a bad view of myself. I knew that if it was going to be higher than normal, I was going to be disappointed. So I didn't. Those days, I just tried to hit all my goals, drink my water, work out twice that day, do everything that I needed to do, and then I'd weigh myself tomorrow. And I think just paying attention to your mental health during this, your body, you know, it's going to happen if you do it. That's number one. It's going to happen if you do it. That's it. You're going to get the degree if you study and go to college and do a good job in college and get the degree. It's going to happen. If you're going to do the work, you're going to get the degree. If you want to lose weight, you just have to do it. You have to eat healthy and lose weight. I mean, that's really just, you have to do it. There's no life hack. There's no, I can definitely give you keys for your mental state for stuff like that, but the bottom line is just you got to do it and to be patient with stuff. It, you know, I said a couple months in the first episode, but that was just the spike of my weight loss. It really took me about six months to get from point A to point B and point B is me right now. Point B is me a couple months ago when I was really trying and now I've kind of fallen off, but I still have a goal in mind and it takes a long time. It takes patience. It takes learning And the point is that you really need to fall in love with the process, honestly. Like the fact that you're working out, not because you're going to get skinny or fit, but because you're going to feel better and you're going to have more energy. You got to look at it from all different angles. So I think positivity towards yourself and just the fact that you're doing stuff is really helpful. Progress is going to happen if you do it. Another question. This is the last question. Did you struggle with self-loathing on your weight loss journey? How can you keep a healthy, self-loving mindset? This is a great question. I feel like I struggled a lot more with my weight and body image when I didn't put a lot of effort into my health journey. So beforehand, pre-COVID, pre-weight loss Camille, I struggled with self-loathing a lot more before then. When I actually started putting effort and putting work towards my weight loss journey, putting work towards my health, falling in love with the process, loving the workouts, loving eating healthy, I felt much more empowered and not self-loathing at all. I didn't 
um, I honestly felt way more confident just because of the fact that I was doing it. Not because I looked significantly different yet. I just felt much better. And so now when I have self-loathing days and when I have self, when I struggle with my self-worth and I struggle with my self-image, it's because I haven't done anything with my health journey in a while. While meaning a couple weeks, I have fallen off a little bit. So the last tip with that, I think, is really constantly challenging yourself, challenging, pushing yourself to do more. If the weight, if the workout calls for 10 burpees, just do 11. Why not? You're already there. You're already doing 10 burpees. Might as well do 11. That mindset of just, I'm going to do this. I'm going to push myself to get this done. I'm going to go out of my comfort zone and grow is so number one, the most, most important thing ever. I say that with every point because they're so important, but get out of your comfort zone. Do it. You're not going to see any difference in your body if you put on a cute workout routine and you walk on the treadmill for five minutes. You might if you do that for 100 days, but if you just say that you worked out, even though you kind of didn't, if you just put on workout clothes and take a picture in the mirror saying that you worked out, you're not going to see any difference. You need to step out of your comfort zone and push yourself to be stronger. And doing that, challenging myself, making myself feel stronger, being like, wow, I did 11 burpees, even when I could only have done 10. That really helped with my mindset. That really helped with making sure that I was honed into the fact that making sure that I was feeling strong about my body, feeling strong, feeling that I was amazing because I was being, I was really proud of the fact that I was pushing myself. That was really awesome. So that's what helped me with the self-loathing. Okay. That is the last thing. If you guys, again, this is going to be the last time I'm going to talk about the weight loss stuff for now. I'm sure there's going to be more updates later on, you know, down the months or whatever, but that's it for the weight loss part of the podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions or there's anything that didn't really make sense to you, you kind of missed out on something. If you're starting your weight loss journey, please let me know. Please post about it and take a picture and tag me if you're starting your weight loss journey, if you got inspired by this. And if you're on your weight loss journey and you're feeling struggling in one area, please also DM me with that. My Instagram is at heartmindandsoulpod and the email is hmspod at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll see you guys over there. I'm going to be posting some reels. I'm going to be posting some more content this week. Again, with your journal prompt, it is making a resolution for the end of the year. So if your resolution is to do the things Camille says, get your BMR, work out once a day, drink a ton of water, and don't eat after 10 p.m., if that's your resolution, do it by January 31st and see a goal. Put a goal in mind. And next week, we're going to talk a little bit about this with our guest, but having a goal and having a plan are two very different things. A goal might be that I want to be 150 pounds, but my plan in order to get to that goal is that I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get there. Put those goals in place, put those plans in place, and let me know. Let me know if you guys actually do that. That is super awesome with me. I love when people DM me on Instagram telling me that they're listening and that they've taken heed to some of the advice. So anyways, you guys have an amazing week and I will see you next week. We're going to be having our first ever guest on. I'm so excited. Don't forget to take care of, learn from, teach, strengthen, nourish your heart, mind, and soul.